0: Hello everyone, and
1: welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf so Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Back in the booth, back from Kentucky, just in time for the Portland Open preview.
0: Well, by the way, I heard I listened to the podcast on Monday. I heard what you guys said about me. I didn't say anything. you. What about did you we actually say, Trevor? Did I don't, I don't remember. I just okay. you Trevor, didn't say anything. Trevor, first,
1: before we get into the show, apologize to Connor.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Perfect. Can you look me right. in the eyes.
1: Let's get into the some course preview here. So Portland Open this year is coming back to Blue Lake, which. It was at, in 2019, also the site of, like, 2014 Worlds. Um, So, that's the disc golf course. And then, it's also going back to Glendevere, which is the golf course, but it's on the other nine. So, it's not the same course as last year that Eagle won at. It's the same property, but it's the other side of the property. So, completely redesigned course there. According to Brody... Um, obviously I can look at the caddy book, but I am not on the course. But according to Brody, he said Blue Lake is looks the exact same as twenty nineteen. It looks like they sure. didn't they didn't make any changes. But the golf course obviously is a full redesign. Um one thing that I thought was very interesting, because I was talking to Brody last night on debate night and just asking him about the courses, is he said Blue Lake hasn't changed. And then he said Blue Lake is so scorable, like he feels like there's not gonna be much scoring separation. Like he was like, I think someone could like shoot seventeen under out here. Talking about how easy it is. So then I was like prepping for the show, went to 2019, Portland Open, which is only at Blue Lake, mm-hmm. and the winner was Drew Gibson in a playoff at 27 under, which averaged only nine under per round.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it kind of directly contradicts, contradicted what Brody was saying. So I don't really know what to expect going into this weekend anymore, because when I was looking at the caddy book, like there's a decent bit of OB and stuff at Blue Lake. Yeah. Like it looked like that maybe every hole is... Scorable, but it looked like I mean, there was the players have
2: gotten thing. a lot better in three years, too. You gotta think, like Drew, for example, has gotten a lot better since 20. Yeah, I would agree. So I yeah, mean, I mean, per a round, a few strokes, maybe
1: 10 or 11 under per round. Yeah, but which, like the way he was describing it, I was expecting, like, okay, there, we're gonna go two rounds at Blue Lake, someone's gonna come out of there at, like 30 under par, which I just yeah, don't think no, <laughs> yeah. no, Yeah, so it'll definitely maybe. be interesting to see. Um, the Glendevere course on the, um, caddy book looks sick uh it doesn't it again looks doesn't exactly look like your typical golf course They're style design not
2: playing up as many fairways
1: well it looks like they incorporated the woods pretty well it looks like they used some mandos to force you into like tighter parts to like make the players challenge the ob for instance right uh, it looks like there's some decent water features just shy of greens, stuff like that so Uh, Brody did mention that he thinks that the roller is a valid play on a lot of holes. He put a thrasher in his bag specifically for that, which is something that players previously, not players, fans previously didn't like at golf courses, I guess you could say.
2: Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, like, we haven't, like, you're not, you haven't been seeing a lot of rollers this year. So, like, if we have one event where, like, the roller is the play on, like, three or four holes that's fine like well, rollers are fun to watch well yeah they what, just get repetitive that's what i was about to say is yeah.
1: the disc golf pro tour has been going pretty hard on tiktok recently and one popped up on my tiktok feed and it was of nico throwing a sick roller at the portland open
2: yeah when it curled all the way
1: back yeah in. it has yeah. like four million views on tiktok wow rollers are good so, for social media rollers so. are rollers are good for the sport yeah right? that's what we're saying here. Grow the sport
2: is <laughs> isn't it so funny it's so it's so like it's such like an anti-disc golf play though because it's like technically not what the disc was yeah. designed to do yeah but it, it's but very a way exciting it is, it but is, the a cir- is i mean it is do. a circle it's,
1: it's a circle and the stability of the disc affects how it rolls yeah
0: mm-hmm. i mean who is the first like, the other thing that blew up who's the first one to throw a roller like about well, I mean, how ridiculous the first person to throw a roller in like a it definitely a was a mistake yeah well the first person yeah to yeah, ever throw yeah a roller. you're right sure well, right. right. and they're like wait a second And they're like now what if i try to do that
1: yeah think about that it's kind of probably like a similar thing for the overhand.
2: I've only thrown a They're roller. Just like, well,
1: I just want to just chuck it like a baseball. And just I've only whistle. thrown Not a sure.
2: backhand yeah. roller off the tee in tournament play like maybe twice ever.
1: Yeah, it sounds like at <laughs> this course, i trying to remember how many holes Brody was talking about. Like, oh, that's the roller for sure. Uh, it sounded like probably like three or four. I think that's fine. Because um, he was talking about different ways that you could like prevent it. But I also think that switching the courses up will, will help alleviate that a little bit. Yeah. Because it's four rounds across two courses. It is interesting. They're going Blue Lake, Blue Lake, Glendiveer, Glendiveer instead of alternating them. I can't decide how I feel I about like that. It, I don't like it. But I think the reason why is, um, or well, Brody was estimating this was why, was because they, he doesn't think they have duplicates of all the assets. So he thinks that like some of the on course uh, integrations, move them they once. can just move them once. That makes sense because I mean it does make sense. Like why would you have two of well, certain things?
2: Here is what also makes sense. You're on a golf course, right? How it's it's probably a lot easier on the golf course to say let's get everything ready once rather than. Well, ter- I think
1: it's already ready. Well, a lot of it.
2: Well, I'm just yeah, I guess. But I'm I mean it also means that. Well, yeah, because is it booked? You're saying it's is it booked like now through the, the end of the? Time I don't know already? if it's fully
1: booked out, but I know Brody said yesterday was the first day they were allowed to play on the course, which is mm-hmm. Tuesday, yeah. and they were having to book tee times to go play. Interesting. But the course was too wet, so they made everyone walk. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't because like, so I don't know. If the course me, is already shut down. Part of but, me is
2: okay with it. It's like you have. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It. it It's just weird. The back and forth, like you would think that logically, like you just think, oh well, let's rotate. But then at the same time, it's like it doesn't doesn't really matter. And I think like if this if the second course ends up being the better course, then we'll probably be glad that the last two rounds are there anyways. It sounds
1: like the the second course is gonna have more scoring separation and a better finishing stretch.
2: Yeah. I don't mind yeah, I don't mind like the the first course being like you gotta get out the gates hot, and then the second course being like, All right, now you've you've jockeyed for your position, now let's now it's battle type yeah. thing. That, there
1: there is gonna be a cut after round three. We love a cut. So you'll go blue lake, blue lake, Glendevere, cut. It's gonna be forty percent MPO, fifty percent FPO. Right.
2: It's a super the cut is interesting because it's a super weak MPO field. The bottom half or the bottom like sixty percent it looked like is like really low rated compared to what we've seen at Pro Tours this so year, weird. which I'm not sure why. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's just cause it's way out of the way in yeah. the West coast, but like there is recently it's been like, nobody really gets in below like high nine eighties. If even that where this tournament, there's a lot of people, 970 and below a ton of people. Um, so like there's, I mean, those people can obviously pop off, but like the cut could be a little less crazy because you might not see very many like notable players get cut because the field, the because bottom the field, half is yeah. so heavy. Um, the there's FBO f- field looked pretty, pretty standard to me, um, but the MPO field, like that bottom half, was like really, really heavy. You
1: can just, yeah, I mean, there's maybe 20 players. I mean, below 970, there's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players right. below 970. But well, I'm saying we haven't. But, we haven't been having anybody. Below, no, typically like, 990. below 990 isn't many, and this looks like about 20 players or so below 990 2025 20, yeah. maybe um which is about 20% of the field a little right. less than 20% so That's of the field. what i'm saying
2: we might we might not see as many like big players get cut when like you may just say you may be able to talk it up and say well like almost all those guys are just going to get cut but you never know it's disc golf ratings are crazy
1: yeah now i will say the one thing that i felt throughout this season is it can be confusing at times to know when a cut's going to happen and when a cut isn't going to happen leading into tournaments. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you don't read it, there's not a cut every week. Yeah. So, like, we very very easily you could go into this week having no clue there's a cut. Yeah, it is. And then just kind of... It's
2: super annoying that the changing of tournament formats that happens. I, well, because you also don't know how many rounds it's going right. to be. Right. That's, well, that's the really annoying part. I, like, it because it, to me, now, we all of a sudden, like, you have three-round events and four-round events. Like, do we have to consider the four round events more impressive wins than the three round events? Like we're not right now, but if you think about it, it kind of is more impressive to, to get a lead over four rounds rather than three. Um, but I, I I hope that because like now I'm okay with some events only are at one course and some events do rotations. That's fine. That's unique to disc golf. Whatever. I don't want. I don't really ever want more than two courses personally. No. no. Um, but I'm fine with doing two courses for an event. I think it's unique to disc golf. And I think just having two is fine. Um, I, I do think though, I hope that we get to the point where we do, um, four rounds for every event. Um, cause I think it's just, a, it's just the best way to decide a winner is four rounds. And then I, th- I hope that we do a cuts more consistently in the future. And I think both of those things will probably happen. Now, it's interesting because they always do the cut after the third round, whereas traditionally in golf, cuts come after the second.
1: Um, well, it's in a, like, At a tournament like this, I would like to see it go Blue Lake, Glendevere, cut, Blue right. Lake, Glendivere. That's what I'm
2: saying. You almost would have to do the course stagger that way to let the field play both courses before the
1: cut. Well, they're playing both before the cut. The issue is, if you're really good at Blue Lake and you suck at Glendevere you can go. Well, they are hot, now. I'm saying if you
2: do after a second round, you have to stagger them. Yes, you have yeah, to stagger them. Yeah. Right.
1: But I'm saying with after three, the way it is right now. Yes, you are. It, gonna... If you're really good at one of the two courses, like let's say there's someone who's incredible at Glendivere. Right. And they, they could aren't... be back 10 strokes and be okay. But then they go Blue Lake, Blue Lake first, and they just get way out of it. And now oh. Glendivere. They get up to the cut line. That's it. And like they could have made a jump farther into yeah. cash, but they didn't. They didn't make the cut because yeah. it wasn't even. Because someone who's really good at Glen, at Blue Lake and sucks at Glendevere is now in the cut and it's just going to. take I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't know though if I even see disc golf a, adopting a a midway cut anytime soon because it is pretty ruthless. Yeah.
1: Well, it's not anytime soon because I, there's not an, like this isn't enough players who are. Touring, this isn't enough of the field's full time thing. Right.
2: Because if you give them their their whole thing, right, is like if we do a cut after three rounds, well, a lot of tournaments are only three rounds. So you really feel like you're still getting your value there. And like, you know, it's competitive. Um, But, you know, after two rounds, yeah, like that's it's pretty, it's very cutthroat. And it's very much like you can't, you can only be so cutthroat with the tour, is where it's at right now. But then, I mean, down the line,
1: I would like to see, I think the first step I would like to see is a standard tournament rounds. Like we yeah. know every weekend it's three or four rounds. I agree. I like four more, but whatever it is, we stick to it. Yeah. I would like to just, you you know going in, because like even for us doing the preview show, this is a very minor inconvenience, but we never know what day it's going to be on. We had to like look forward yeah, it's like and be like, are interview. we doing it on a Wednesday? Are we doing it on a Thursday? Because we do it the day before a tournament starts. And if it's a three-day tournament, we do it on Thursday. If it's a four-day tournament, we do it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Except for USDGC, we'd have to do it on Tuesday because they randomly right. start Wednesday through Saturday. They changed it though. Yeah, they did change it this year. This but year. previously Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. So like it would be nice to oh, there's a pro tour. It's starting on Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And you know that's what's going on. Um and it also, or if it was started Friday, you knew. Because it's easier to kind of plan your, your viewing schedule. Yeah. Um But the field size is interesting. I, I'm 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 thinking it's just because it's such an isolated part of the country the northwest um that like a lot of players just aren't traveling up there but then on the east coast when that east coast happens because it's a very similar thing where it's a isolated part the um east coast is like more important events where there are playoff events and stuff yeah so like you'll see players travel over there because it, it does it is weird that like a decent chunk of the top players are like midwest to east coast it feels like am i wrong
2: a, a chunk of the top players because like you
1: see? feel like like certain players not going to event like chris dickerson is arguably the best player in the world right now and he's just not going out west because yeah he wants to just kind of stay locally towards the east coast where he's from right ricky's east coast guy paul was a west coast guy we'll get we'll keep him there calvin east coast guy where else are we going conrad east coast guy yeah it does seem like that, yeah.
2: Kevin Jones, technically East, right? Arkansas. Arkansas. I don't know. That's. I mean, it's. I'm your that, geography. Arkansas. is, not my Arkansas is East. <laughs> it's not West. Certainly. So um, yeah. So
1: it would. That would be a very interesting. We need like statmando or someone on that where you go like. Well, he's Midwest, done it. East, and then you go Midwest, West, and like the top fifty players in the world. Where do they land schematically? He, he's
2: done it with like thousand rated players, I think. There's yeah, but
1: thousand rated. That's so regional.
2: Right, but like he has the names there, so like we could we could look and do it.
1: We could do it that way. I don't know. I would just be curious to see because I, I for some reason, I feel like the fields are stronger when the turn when the uh, Pro Tours come in east versus when it goes west. Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: I I don't agree. know why. I maybe and that it, could
1: just be a gut feeling because I'm from the east. I coast, think what it, I is, view it is. I it it's stronger. Well, I think here. what it
2: is is the the east coast guys don't have to go west because there's not as much tour out there but the west coast guys you have to go east and once they're over there
1: then you might stay. as well
2: stay over there yeah so I think that's what it comes down that
1: to that makes sense because there's just like a few yeah. there's like three or four tournaments west All right you're, and you're not just gonna the rest of the tours mid to east yeah,
2: you're not gonna hop over east and then just like leave when the rest of the tours over there anyways
1: that that would make more sense okay uh some other storylines heading into the week um still as far as I'm aware no news on Ricky's knee beyond the swelling's back i'm
2: trying to get news from him the swelling could have gone down tweets yeah
1: he's never answering tweets man
2: uh, do you need me to
1: tweet at him me no and him, me no and him that's back and the time.
2: what silas already did He already oh, did yeah. no at this point ricky and i have a good rapport on twitter at this point he's pretty settled in that he's not going to come on my show
1: okay that's tough man do you want me to start a show and i'll get him on mine yes can you imagine? <laughs> Welcome to Trevor's Stop Show. I'm Hunter Thomas. Uh today- <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, like you have like your own set and whatever, and he joins in and like we tear down the back wall and I pop out and it's like It's me. It was my you show the off, whole
0: time. You just take off no, a I'm hunter just, mask.
1: I'm just lip syncing yeah. and Trevor's asking the questions. <laughs> and we just have a camera on Trevor. So then after the interview, we just I'm never I was I just, never there.
2: I just want to get the real story about his knee. You know, I just want to inform the people.
1: Yeah. I'll double check to make sure. Um, but last I, I mean last we saw was the swellings back right there hasn't been an update since then.
2: I don't believe so. I don't believe so.
1: yeah, we've got
2: he was emptying his knee of fluids Gross. Well, all he says is
1: knee swelling came back after having it drained so he had it drained swelling came back a how few many days, days ago later was that? that was four days ago.
2: yeah, he's not
1: so he... five <laughs> days later it, as of right now there's no reason to think he's not playing. Um, well, but sure what capacity... I mean, what you just read is... But he's never said, I'm not playing. He's never even questioned if he's playing in the Portland Open. So there's no reason yeah. to think he's not playing. But is it what capacity is he going to play? Yeah, I mean... Because, like, the last I tournament, say, he immediately, right after, was saying how he was, like, having to live the whole tournament. I think I would be
2: surprised if he did play. I think I'd be... And I think if he, if he does play, he's going to be pretty banged up. I feel up.
1: like he would have already made post if he wasn't playing. Because the tournament's tomorrow... Well, I mean, would, I you know. guess
2: we could... We could probably like. I wonder if Brody knows if he's seen him out there because like he he had to be out there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe he's not even in Portland. I'm gonna stay away from him for my picks. Yeah. So no. Same. for pick wise. Ricky's not. I playing. tried taking the the hero Rick
2: route last week. And it didn't work. So I'm sure oh, yeah. it'll happen this week.
1: Oh yeah, because I mean he could be back to 100 percent again. There's no real information or story out there, but dang, he also could DNF or just not not play. Uh, but as of right now, he's still on the registration list, and he hasn't put anything on social media to suggest he's not playing. So if he does play, just unsure, unsure what capacity, that will really He's just waiting for this really podcast
2: to release, so then he can release all the news.
1: Pro- he's probably doing it right now. He's typing up the post, yeah. and <laughs> as soon as we start filming the banter after this, then boom, boom post. There it is. And then everyone's going to listen to this and be like, man, these grip lock guys, they're so stupid. They just don't do their research. They just don't do their research. They have no idea what's going on in the disc golf world. You're right. We don't. Uh, but here we are but here we are talking to some mics you know but yeah so final uh, I was trying. I was reading my notes like what haven't I talked about what haven't I talked about the final thing personally I'm very excited for this weekend I think that Blue Lake and Glendavere those two courses seem like they're going to complement each other yeah. pretty well and the scoring difference seems like it's going to be uh, going to be there at least somewhat if Glend- if Blue Lake scores similar I don't know it's so tough because Brody in one hand is saying Blue Lake Really easily scorable. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, he's saying Glendevere, like he doesn't know, like double digits are going to be very tough to get out there. Yeah. So like, but then Blue Lake in 2019 was at nine under. So like, yeah. are we talking Blue Lake, very scorable? Like is, is the, is the skill is the course difficulty separation true? And if so, then are we seeing like what Brody thinks is going to be really easy is actually going to be like ten under, and then what Brody thinks is really hard is actually like three under? Yeah, I don't know. Or are they both going to be about the same difficulty wise? I don't know.
2: Courses have been harder this year. You know, you got to give credit where credits due. You know, we talked a lot about last year about like how do we make courses more difficult, and the Pro Tour have redesigned a lot of courses and made them difficult to where like we are seeing tournaments where. Just going out there and shooting six, seven under can be like huge. Like you can, yeah. you can pick up so many strokes, and like that's great. I think that's way more exciting. Because yeah, we've it had also ele-
1: we have so many electric finishes. Right.
2: Today. It also means that you can have a round where you only shoot like two under, and you can get back into it. Well, then you have a round You're like Paul at Wr
1: Jackson, where you randomly are able to because courses right. and right. disc golf courses will always be scoreable. Right. Because every hole. You're going to be able to birdie. It's just like consistently birdieing throughout the round is what's tough. But what that allows for is you can be, you know, like Paul made up, I want to say it was like six to eight strokes that final round. So if he had been within reach at the Champions Cup, Mm -hmm. more so within reach than that 16 under final round, like someone could realistically come from like third card and win or at least come from third card and set a pace where they're in the clubhouse and yeah. now the pers- like the leaders got to birdie three of their last five to yeah. to match the pace and it's like that's going to be tough to do right um but no it's definitely been electric and it sounds like it sounds like hole 17 18 at Glendevere, which is what's going to be the final two holes have some really good opportunity scoring separation wise uh, according to Brody hole 18 is eagleable it's a very tough eagle but it's also double bogeyable he, he said there'll probably be more double bogeys than Eagles Love during that. the round, during the course of the tournament, but on the final day, if it was like a, a three-stroke difference, like it is possible for that to happen on the final. Yeah, hole. thank
2: goodness, because hole 18 at the Portland Open last year was setting up to be incredibly epic, and it ended up being in a pretty decent finish, but it was super non-consequential because like Eagle was able to just launch a roller into a fence on the right side, yeah, and then scramble. Like, it, it, let me see if
1: I can pull up the whole. It's kind of just map. a
2: wide open fairway shot into like the green was kind of cool. It's but tough like, to
1: know like what the the hole actually looks at looks like because I'm just looking at a map. But the map of hole 18 is pretty pretty wild. is there water? Um, I'm, just, I'm gonna pull it up real quick and I'll describe it to the audio viewers, audio listeners. You're not viewing. Yeah, so there's water. It looks like like almost where the landing zone would be, to a certain mm. extent. Like you're gonna be throwing towards water. And then there's two mandos that, this is what I was talking about, where it forces you out over the OB. Like It doesn't look like there's really That looks so crazy. It looks like basically the eagle play would be if you're able to... It doesn't say how far that water is, but if you're able to clear the water into this bubble and then go over the OB, like 500 plus feet to the (laughs) green.
2: Maybe there's a roller play if you get past the water.
1: Maybe. Because, I mean, this is a fairway, a golf fairway. That's a golf fairway. And it looks like that's a golf tee up there or possibly... I would imagine that's a T there. It might be. So, the grass here is probably pretty favorable for a roller, but, like, you got you got at least water to consider off the T, a very, very narrow landing strip with trees, and two mandos to go... Forces you out over the OB, and then a tight green with a tree behind it. I mean, that green looks very tight. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm that's, excited. That green is not even... I mean, it looks like the OB comes within 20 feet yeah. around the backside. I'm very excited to see what this redesign
2: looks like. I the pro tour is getting better at this type of thing. Yeah. So it should la- be last year's course for Portland was kind of meh, pretty stupid. So. I think, I
1: think it was just in that golf swing, golf course swing. Well, all, I think it just well, made us, I think it made <sighs> everyone like it less because we've just seen so many golf courses. This is there, true,
2: right? but it was also last minute. So it wasn't really all yeah. their fault either.
1: Yeah. Cause Oh yeah. Was, Did
2: they get, Milo got wrecked by They're a supposed to go to, hurricane.
1: yeah, that's what even created this. Cause they're going back to Milo, but I don't think Milo going to have live coverage.
2: They're going back to Milo for... Beaver State Fling Beaver for State Silver fling. Series. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Keys is a victory before we get into our predictions. Uh, I think they are two... I always do two key to victory. Um, these are basically one and the same, but I separated them into two because... Goated. Why not? First one's gain T to green. It was important in 2019 at Blue Lake, and I think even with the new Glendevere course scrolling through the uh, T signs, it looks very important out there as well. Scores would suggest that both courses are scorable, but tough to do so. So, I think it's going to be important to give yourself as many opportunities as possible out there. And then this one kind of kind of goes hand in hand, but not fully, which is fairway hit percentage. Uh, I think it's just going to be a thrower's tournament. And I think both courses play well for the accurate players. And putting's only going to matter if you're throwing the disc well. Because, like we've said before, if yeah. you're banging your 40-footers to save pars, you're losing strokes.
2: Right. Well, go- I mean, golf course... Design ha- is f- is favoring those who can hit fairways and stay in bounds and place have really good placement shots.
1: Yeah, and it seems like Blue Lake, it's obviously not a golf course. I think it is only disc golf, at least on the disc golf part yeah. of it. It's only disc golf there, um, but it seems like it. Wow electric settles or it, it plays similarly in the, the difficulty there sorry right, so let's get into some predictions so coming into the week points wise we have me in the lead at 69 points connor in second at 45 points and trevor at 36 points that is an incredible lead that you have built up connor. thank you austin hanum um yeah, you can
0: thank him for my name's connor hunter oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go
1: trevor what's your mpo top three first um so I mean I'm going
2: out there on a limb a little bit with this one just because I can't ignore nostalgia when it looks me in the face. Um, but <laughs> I've got Simon Lazat in third. Um, he is got momentum right now. His game is smooth. Like I, I think he's a he could he's a guy that I'm going to want in my top three right now. Pretty consistent. Right. I think I've got Calvin in second. You know. He's just your, your cup Calvin. of coffee pick he's, right there, yeah. you know? Calvin Heinberg. And then I'm going to take Paul in first. Mostly because I need to gain points, and I figured you guys might shy away from him. Obviously, he's got... He played well um, at the old um, Portland Open golf course. I Obviously, it's going to be different, but I'm sure there'll be some similarities. And he's got the history of Blue Lake. Um, but mostly... Man, I just feel like he is really slumping right now, and this is where it's getting to that point where this is where he pops up and wins one. Like it's getting because like he does like we we did that for a while last year, and then to the point where it was like okay, he's just not going to win, but then he does, he does eventually. Um, and I think there's just been too much Pong best slump talk lately to where like something's got to give. So there you have it,
0: Connor. Well. I also chose Paul to win. Oh my god. Because so I stupid was genuinely thinking around the same thing where I felt like it was he, he's not gonna come in the top three and, and <laughs> I know, I know. But I feel us. like it's about time for him to do something. And so I feel like now might be That's the That's a solid train of logic. It's not solid. He's gonna come in like eleventh. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, I went second. We're so stupid. Second. I also picked Calvin. Calvin might is might might be my number one. Calvin's probably Number two pick. Yeah, he's probably... <laughs> Look, I think i number Calvin, two every week. Calvin is
2: probably going to win. Who's your third? Gannon Burr.
1: Gannon Burr. Okay, great. I thought, yeah. I thought about yeah. Gannon. All right, I so... Don't trust, I, don't, I don't know where... I looked Rick back at the Rick stats at. of 2019 to see kind of where people were playing Blue Lake well because I think getting out the gates with the lead is going to be important. And then I, I think that the golf course is going to play difficult, but I think that... It seems like they play similar. So... I put Drew Gibson in third place. That's a good. He pick. took this tournament I, I down.
0: To Makes sense. In
1: 2019, in a playoff after three rounds at Blue Lake, uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Another That's player that finished pretty high in 2019 and is playing a lot better now is Simon. So Simon is in my second spot. Mm. Yeah. And then I took Calvin Heimburg to win. Sure. Just because. Cool. Eagle's not there.
2: Best player in the field right
1: now. Ricky is there, but. Well, well we we don't know. We don't know. We yeah. don't know the status of Ricky, so I'm scared to put him in my top three. Mm-hmm. And I am I don't know, Paul's slump. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the slump until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> I think that what'll end up happening is Paul at one of these tournaments is going to go like vintage Paul mm-hmm. and just dominate everyone, and then the whole storyline will just be like, Oh, Paul's back, Paul's back, Paul's back, you know what I mean? Right, like right. A couple times a year. That's what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> I think his putting, like his whole game, will be on at one of these tournaments, and he's going to win by like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and it's going to be impossible to predict. So I'm not going to try to. It is. So,
2: well, you have the lead, so I wouldn't try if I
0: were you. I my either. thing <laughs> is,
1: I feel like two of these three people are coming in the top three. Yes. That's... And so I feel pretty solid about that. And I'd be like, if I, I, the, for it, the oh. Portland Open, I'm more confident that Drew Gibson's going to be in the top three. Than Paul right now. That's a good. That's a good pick. Uh, it's a scary pick. And those words, I don't think would have ever came out of my mouth a year ago today. But yeah, I don't know if I here still we are.
2: could say that even after all. Just
1: at Portland, any okay. other tournament, I'm not feeling that. Way. I mean, let's make yeah, that clear. You're
2: right. I mean, he's got he's got a win in Portland. Make that, that I just was think I feel like, like Vegas, I feel was like Drew.
1: I feel like Drew is like a, a big vibes guy. He's a big. vibes And I think guy. he's gonna walk into Portland going back to Blue Lake and be like, because that was his first Pro Tour win. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that was, like, yeah, I think that he's was gonna, his win until Vegas. Yeah. I think he's going to walk back in there and be like, feel like he already owns the place. I think that's going to be big for Drew this weekend. He may just do that. All right. On the FPO What's side, I've got Sarah Hokum coming in third. Don't ask me why. Yeah. What year did she win Worlds?
2: 14.
0: Ask me why. Why?
2: They only played one
0: round of Well, the you world. know why they call her Sarah Hokum, that, right? Good vibes. It's all about vibes. No, dude, I, I, why?
1: Why do they call her Sarah Hokum?
0: <laughs> because wherever you pick Sarah Hokum to go in top three, they say how come? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It was. It sounded better in my head. <laughs> uh, no,
1: realistically, it was a similar. It was I a similar she thing won in to 2014. the fourteen. I might have just lied it, to all. I, it of you. sounds right. It was a similar thing. No, to Austin No, Katrina Hannah.
2: won in twenty fourteen, didn't she? Dang it! Who Probably won right. last year? Katrina won in 2014. Katrina I literally, I literally looked it up matter. earlier. Like, doesn't how matter. How
1: stupid again, am I? Again, I said, don't ask me why, because <laughs> my reasoning is I looked at the list and my my gut just immediately said Sarah come Holcomb coming top 20. three. And I said, far, whoop, you've got you got the healthiest whoop. gut out of all of us. Sarah Hokeham top. It's because I drank apple cider vinegar. Mm. Katrina yeah. Allen, I think, is coming in second, and I am ready to get hurt again by putting Paige Pierce's yeah, win. It was cat.
2: <laughs> that year came in tenth.
1: Well, they only played one round at Blue Lake, so.
2: And she shot she lost by 13 to Cat at Blue Lake. Yeah,
1: hey, you can lose by 13 and come in third.
2: <laughs> With that being said, I also took Sarah Hokum to take third place.
1: <laughs> now, why did you take Sarah Hokum to take
2: third? Okay. Just vibes. She won that tournament a few weeks ago and like third place just is a hopeless guess in the FPO field when there's no Kristen. <laughs> when there's no Kristen, it's like just a shot in the dark. Is it going to be owned? Is it going like you never know. So I was
1: thinking Valerie Madhano, but Sarah Hokum was just yelling at me.
2: I went, yeah, I did. I had the same train of thought, and I went page in second, Cat in first. Okay, flipped it around.
0: So we're not gaining many points because Cat
2: other. and it, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't.
1: Forget.
0: All right, I got in <laughs> I third place, I got about. Val. All right, Mandahano, that is. And, crazy. You not having Jenkins come back? Um, and then in second place, I have Cat. Cat Stevens. <laughs> Cat Allen. Uh, yeah, Cat Allen. Could have been Cat and then Arch. first page, I got Page. First page, I got Pierce. First page, I got Pierce. All right. Whoa. We're so original, guys. Great job. Connor, dark you horse like, what pick. What do we got? My course? dark horse pick is Nathan Queen because according to the world rankings, he's better than Brody Smith. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Nice. I Can't somehow. argue with that. Can't argue with the numbers. Uh, I took Eric Oakley
2: because you know what? Here's the thing about Eric Oakley. What? Other than the DDO, he because he had a bad finish there, but like a lot of people did, um, he hasn't finished like he's been like consistently top thirty. So like he's been pretty solid this year.
0: Cool. All
1: right, I took Brody Smith for one reason and one reason only, um, and that is because. Of how he was talking about how easy Blue Lake he thought Blue Lake was scoreable wise, and then I saw that the winner of 2019 went 999. Well, they didn't. A- they averaged nine. They but like didn't go nine. He's
2: historically predicted the scoring of ability. Of course, is wrong. N-
1: no, but recently he's been Has with he been spot he's been on dead recently? on. Okay. The hot rounds have been exactly what he said. Okay. And so I'm thinking, if Bro, my more of my train of thought is, if Brody's walking into a course, he's, and he's like, this place is so easy, it's so yeah. scoreable. And then I look, and historically, it wasn't that scoreable. Although scoreable is, I'm like,
2: scoreable. Thinking a course is like super scoreable for me personally gives me gets me more nervous because now I'm thinking, oh, it's a race, not mm. oh, this course is gonna be super tough. And now I feel like I can just go out there and play my game. When you're thinking, when I'm going to a tournament, and I'm like, holy cow, this course is so scoreable. But what I'm thinking
1: is, if he's if he's seeing 15, 16 birdies out there and he feels like he only got half them, he's going to be like, dang it. When realistically, you get half of both times, you're right there. Maybe. You're two strokes off that pace. That is a train of thought. And so that was the train I hopped on, and Brody Smith is my Dark Horse Express. pick. So there you have it. Uh, that is the Portland Open preview. It all starts tomorrow live on the Disc Golf Network, or you can find it Friday on Jomez and all the other post-production platforms. Should be uh, a great time. And it looks like it's gonna be a pretty fun tournament. I'm, I'm very for excited it. for it. Yeah, I like the Portland Open. I'm happy. Also it also it's good to good to be back watching some disc golf. A week yeah. off feels like an eternity. Stinks. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, we should no more weeks off. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know what? Here's here's what we do. On okay. off weeks, we decide a pro tour. We, we pick a we, random <sighs> tournament and we cover it like a pro tour. That's funny. Just pick a random C tier and do would, a preview show for it. That would be very funny.
2: Well, an entire preview show would be a little ridiculous. But we we'll could, just do a segment on the normal a grip yeah. On the normal grip block when there's no tournament coming like, up. We just we'll select just... a random C tier and like, like just like try to make it known to them that they've become like this big, this big deal and like just add the pressure we'll on We'll call
1: them. it the Foundation Pro Tour. And we just cover, cover the C tier that's going on that week. It's got to be a C tier. No B or A. Those already have a little bit too serious. I love it. I'm down. No BA, man. No BA. Only C.
2: Only C. Right, we'll see. We'll
1: see you next week. <laughs>